listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, and this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. We've got a special guest today. He's someone that I've known ever since 2003. His name is Waldo Waldman. You know who he is? He's an author, an author of the bestseller, Never Fly Solo. He's also a professional speaker where he speaks to corporate and association groups on teamwork and leadership. And today we're talking about driving brand reputation. And you're going to be surprised about some of the deep lessons that we learn. You would think that if you want to build your brand, you've got to be calculating and specific in terms of your business development strategy. But you know what? I think a lot of it has to do with your heart. How are you authentic when you're dealing with other people? Make sure you take a listen to this episode. Connect with Waldo. We're going to put all of his show link information on the show notes. You can connect with him on LinkedIn. Also check out some of the free offerings that he shares with us. And as always, this episode is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, legal intelligence suite of products, Firmscape and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack of the power with Leopard. Also, if you're in the recruiting industry, check out theplacementclub.com. With almost 1,000 members, it's the largest free learning community of experienced recruiters, theplacementclub.com. One good idea can change your life forever. And now here's my interview with my good friend, Waldo Waldman. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. Our special guest today is one of my closest and oldest friends, Waldo Waldman, who's a professional speaker and author who talks to global companies on a regular basis about building teams, building brands, things related to business success. Waldo, thanks for joining me on the show today. Great to be here, Scott. I really am excited to have you here. And today we're talking about driving brand reputation. And I like your story a lot. And I liked how you did, you got an MBA, you got into sales when you got out of the Air Force, you got into keynote speaking, which is really the brand of you. And the people listening to this, they might be working for big organizations. Some of them might have global brands supporting them, but at the end of the day, it's their personal brand that sells the work. So let me kind of start with this. What do you think, if we looked at the big rocks in the bucket, so to speak? the top variables that one needs to consider that influences his or her brand? What do you think those top variables are? When you look at your business practice, your daily regimen, you know, how you drive, you know, business outcomes and revenue and get the phone to ring, you have to look at your daily practices. And it's always about that individual staring back at you, right? And, and what you're doing every day. Look, we're getting on this podcast together. After I'm done with this, I'm going to go meet my, my mortgage banker, my mortgage broker who helped me with this house. I bought yeah. this house just six months ago, but three years it took me to buy this house. But this mortgage guy, such a great dude, for three years, he was giving me advice, giving, telling me you know who to contact, builders, this and that was my consultant, became my friend. And he knew when the time was right, I would call him to get my mortgage done. Yeah. Now we're going to, he's gotten some gifts from me. I'm going to have lunch with him this afternoon. I want to help introduce him to some other friends. But as I like to say, one of my favorite quotes is, when you sip from the fountain, don't forget who dug the well. Mm. And so all the time I'm trying to dig wells for other people find others who are going to help me dig my well and nurture those relationships that will eventually lead to revenue, which is great. But 
also to just create a new friend that you can pick up the phone and ask for help, create an idea, context. That's how you and I are. Right, right. Good friends getting on a podcast together before we, we started hitting record on this podcast, we were sharing ideas on business. I want to make some introductions to you. So getting on people's radar in a positive way, not picking their brain, but massaging their soul and learning from them and creating a mutual positive relationship. That is a foundational aspect of my life that keeps me relevant, keeps me on people's radar and also brings me joy. I love people. That's great. And I like the fact that your story is clearly about a brand because you are the brand. You can't fall back and say, well, here's my parent company that's going to support me. And when most people, if they have, if they're fortunate enough to work with an organization that gives the prospect coverage, meaning I'm not going to get fired if I choose this professional services firm and they don't work out because I've got a big name. You don't have that backing you. It's just you. It's the brand of you and your reputation. So curious, like, what, what do you think my brand is when you hear me, like, like share that, like, I, I'm kind of putting myself out there because what is that brand in your eyes, Scott? Yeah, right, right. I think it's a lot of quality because you have done the work of being a professional speaker. I mean, you and I have known each other since 2003 and I kind of niched myself in the recruiting industry and you kind of pushed it out to where you're doing big stage keynotes for big organizations that do have big budgets, but it also means they're going to be very selective about who they put on their stage. Right. So I think you've done the work. So I, I would say with you, and these are some talking points for everybody else listening. Number one, you got to have quality. You can't fake it to you. I mean, you can fake it till you make it, but you got to be able to have made it at least some way before you even get started. You've got to have the quality there. That's number one. I'm actually going to write this down for my notes here is you've got to have the quality. Number two, you don't settle on that quality. You don't stop challenging yourself in terms of, you know, I can kind of coast a little bit because look at what I've done. That's not you, Waldo. You are someone that continues to increase your own professionalism and commitment to what you do. Case in point, being a CPAE, which in the professional speaking business is the most coveted and prestigious award that you can't fake to get. You have to earn that. I believe you're elected by your peers that have that right. designation, the right? Fame. The Speaker Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Speaker Hall of Fame. And then I, I also remember when you chaired a national conference. You didn't make any money off of that. How much did they pay you to do that? Zero. You did that because you care about your profession. You care about not just you and your success, but all of your competitors. You're competing, but you're still in a profession together. So I'm going to put that down as number two. You're committed to your profession. Right. And it's not just you. And I think number three, in your brand especially, you're mindful of other people. Hey, I did this gig last year. Maybe somebody else can do this that I know. I can recommend them. Right. And, and that's something that's, that I know just about you is that you went to the Air Force Academy. That's a big deal. You understood about leadership. And for a sidebar, I went to the Naval Academy and I, and I promised myself I wouldn't uh, make fun of that during our interview with, with Waldo because <laughs> he went to competing service academies. But you and I both went through the same experience right. around the same time. And we learned every day, take care of your people, take care of your people that being a real leader isn't earning a chest full of medals. It's being someone where the team can say, we did this ourselves. And so I think number three is probably selflessness, where you are putting other people ahead of you and you're thinking of them. So I think 
you know, I think those three things, those are the first things I think of with your success. That's a lesson for all of us, Waldo, is number one, you got to have quality. Number two, you got to be committed to improving that quality, even after you've quote unquote made it. And also your profession and number three, selflessness. So, what, what do you think about that? That's, that's perfect. Again, it, it shows that you know me, which is beyond the brand, you know, on the website or whatever. And then like, and same thing with you, you know, you, you're a painter, you painted that uh, beautiful picture of my dog. Right, right. You're, you're more than, than Scott Love, the legal recruiter and speaker. You have your own brand too, giving selfless, high energy, relationship focus. But look on the screen for those that aren't looking at the video here. There's a word on my, on the video there. You see it on the, yeah. on our interview there. It says, wingman. what's it say? Wingman, right? Yeah. Wingman. And so, so what you described is basically what a wingman, a wingman is trustworthy, capable, selfless. They're giving to others, right? That's my brand. And for folks that don't know me, I was a fighter pilot as well. I wrote a New York Times bestseller called Never Fly Solo. It's about collaboration and trust, how to be that trusted partner, which is a wingman. And it's, it's trademarked in the speaker world. Now, here's my point. Now, that's why I wanted you to say it. If I was full of doo-doo and I didn't emulate that in my life with people, with my relationships, I would be just a talking head. I wouldn't be authentic and right. transparent and relevant in the world today. And people want relevance. They need to see real. They sniff in authenticity very, very quickly. Absolutely so I right. Put, yeah. Right? So when I put yeah. wingman, you know, never fly solo, Waldo Waldman, the wingman, that brand, which is kind of cool because I have Waldo, wingman, never fly solo, there's kind of some solidifying brands. It always goes back to the individual, the actions that we take and how we live it and emulate it in our personal lives, not just in our professional lives on a platform or on a sales call. So as you're looking to develop your brand listeners, you need to say, are you being good at who you are? How good are you at being who you are and what you emulate? And so that's a, not an easy thing to do. And so driving that relevance is really important. So are you sharpening your sword? You know, my dad always said, you know, be careful who you spend time with on the weekends. Who are you hanging out with outside the cockpit? Right. Why is that? Why, why did he say that? Or why is that important? Why is that important? Why is that relevant? So because you want context and ideas and perspectives that you may not be able to formulate or have formulated on your own. And this is why we have a concept in the, in the fighter squadron uh, when we're flying called check six. And we've heard that expression before many folks. And, and for those that haven't heard of it, it means you check your blind spot behind you. Six o'clock in an aircraft is where you can't see. Right. So who does that? And so you, if you can't see, but if you're flying next to me, Scott, you can look out your aircraft and check my six and I can check yours and I can build this perspective. And I have an overlay here on the screen. You look out your jet, you can see my blind spot. I can see yours and I could call out the threat, build your picture, give you advice, tell you to take action. And this is the key to great positive influential relationships, not just friends where you're having fun, but people who who are also your mentors. And that's why I say, make your friends your mentors and your mentors your friends. You want folks to kick your butt. Yeah, yeah. To call things out to you, to improve your perspective. Then you as a leader must be humble enough to listen to it, to acknowledge the advice, and then hopefully take the action. So 
on the weekend, you know, last night I was telling you, I was playing poker with some really, really great guys, not just for the fun of the game, but I want to be around successful people. Right. Just like you, Scott. That's why we've stayed in touch. If, you know, uh, you know, if we were just buddies and playing golf, you know, and having a beer once in a while, great. But you, you have, I mean, you have skills, you have talent that I want to learn from and grow professionally. Let me ask you this. Let's say there's somebody listening to this that's earlier in their career. Maybe they're an associate at a big firm or they're a junior recruiter or they're brand new to sales and they just don't feel like they have that gravitas, that weight of their name just yet. Maybe they're just not sure they have the skills. What would you recommend to that person to do to get better? So be the type of person others can come to for help, which is a real attribute and, and, uh, you know, example of being a wingman, trusted partner, volunteer. Say yes more than you say, you know, a lot of folks say, oh, say no more than you say yes. You got to protect your schedule. Well, yeah, you've got to earn the right to say no. But when you're new, you say yes, you work, you're inconvenienced, you're the go-to guy or gal, you're volunteering, you're showing behind the scenes with nothing expected other than showing your horsepower and your relevance in that industry. Then slowly and surely, You'll build that reputation capital. And when it comes time to the promotion or to the the opportunity, they'll say, I remember Joe. I remember Sabrina. Yeah, she ran that Christmas party. And and she was the one that did that extra research on the weekend and was there when I needed him or her. Yeah. Right. And so show up, say yes, be inconvenienced, help others out and be so busy that you have no other choice but to say no. Right. Right. That's great. So what about the pitfalls as someone looks at staying relevant as building, they're looking to build their brand. What are some of the danger areas or pitfalls they need to watch out for? Well, it's, it's uh, there's a little bit of burnout. You can't be all things to all people. You've got to be focused on your core. I call it the diamond of who you are, your content. I'm a leadership uh, keynote speaker. I speak at national sales meetings, national leadership meetings. I must be good on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. And I must be good on these Zoom calls and in sales and social media and all that stuff. If I diffuse, I lose. Mm. You talked about it before. You talked about some of your other hobbies, some of the things that you could potentially do to make some money. You're painting some of the other things. And mm. you were brilliant in saying, look, you can't get distracted by things that are inconveniencing you from focusing on your core. You are one yeah. of the best legal recruiters in the world, right? Having yeah. lots of talent. And so- You've got to be focused. You've got to beware of distractions disguised as opportunities. I didn't make that quote up. You got to beware of distractions disguised as opportunities. Jim Ziegler in the car industry, Z-I-E-G-L-E-R, he's in his uh, late 60s, early 70s, just survived cancer, throat cancer, an amazing guy. He created that quote. He mentored me 20 years ago when I first got in this business. And it's so true. You may think of something low-hanging fruit that may drive your business, but in essence, it's going to dilute you. So be careful with that. And also, you've got to be willing to sacrifice. Right. you got to put in the work. I was at the gym this morning. I was on a sales call. I had to prepare for this. You know, you've got to put in the time. And if you're not passionate and energized because of it or as, as a result of it and or because of it, then you better start rethinking what you're doing in your business. Right. Because burnout could drag you down. You know, you and I have had similar lessons that we've learned. And it's so interesting how when I met you 2003, I wanted to get into speaking and my journey, I evolved to where I started speaking and recruiting, but I never let recruiting go because I like the game. I mm-hmm. like the I like the work. I love the work. 
I hate to admit how much I like it. I wish I was doing something else, but I like it. And, yeah, and yeah, no, it's it, great. It, but we've had similar things that we've learned getting involved in your profession. You got involved in National Speakers Association. I just finished two back-to-back three-year terms as a board member of the National Association of Legal Search Consultants, plus another extra year as board emeritus member. And I'm done. I'm moving out of that because I wanted. it was such a great opportunity to meet and get very close to all of my industry colleagues, which are competitors, but there's more upside than downside when you share information with people that do the same thing that you do also. And I want other people to have that opportunity as well. But what would you recommend for somebody younger in terms of getting involved in their own associations? What would you recommend to that person to really connect with people that do what they do? Yeah, you know, it goes back to showing up, volunteering, getting on the board, connecting with other folks, you know, I always say, look, if you're new, a lot of people are afraid to ask for help. A lot of people are afraid to ask somebody to go to lunch or to ask them to give them advice, et cetera. Don't be afraid to to do what I call take with honor or ask with honor. And what I mean by that is if you ask somebody to go to lunch or to spend an hour at their office and to share some of the ideas, et cetera, you're doing it with honor because you're respecting that relationship. You're saying thank you. You're following up, perhaps sending a a thank you note, taking them out to lunch, maybe referring them some business with somebody. You never know. I don't care how inexperienced you are. There's always somebody you know, some way you can make an introduction, a contractor in your home, somebody that you know that, hey, you know, you have value regardless of your quote unquote experience or lack thereof. So take with honor because you're helping them and you're also paying it forward. Yeah. And on the ladder of life, you need to have a hand up, man. Have a hand up and don't go five rungs above that ladder. Go one or two above and say, look, you're a little bit better than me. You're smarter than me. You're a couple levels among. Can you lift me up? Can you pull me up? And what do I need to do? But then at the same time, you're going to have a hand down, mm-hmm. finding others who are hurting, who need your advice, who need your energy and motivation, consulting, inspiration, coaching and lift them up at the same time. So when people are helping me, and there are dozens, hundreds who've helped me, and you you as well, through your friendship, through your advice. Mm-hmm. Hey, like I said, when you sip from the fountain, don't forget who dug the well. I honor yeah. my friends who helped dig my well, and I'm trying to dig the well for other people. So I have a hand up, have a hand down, ask with honor, take with honor, and give with honor as well. And that means you're giving unconditionally, knowing that somebody else helped you, you're giving it away, and you're just putting it out there in the universe and then yeah. the universe loves reciprocity and, and good positive vibes. I really like your approach, Rob, because it's not about you. I mean, everything I hear from you, it's about service to other people, being mindful of other people. It's not contrived. It's authentic, which is what we're really talking about, that authenticity. Let me ask you this. If we could kind of take what you've talked about and bring it down into three action steps, step one, step two, step three. For somebody that wants to build their brand reputation with authenticity, where do you think they should start in terms of step one? So number one, just develop high standards and be committed to them. I do think it's about others, but I also think it is about you. It all starts with you before it can be about other people. The most important trusted partner in your life is yourself, the person staring back at you every morning. So you've got to say, what am I doing to commit? We talked about commitment as one of those three cores my health and fitness, my relationships, my dedication to my craft. 
Yeah. Studying, learning, opening up the books, getting better. I must commit. I must sacrifice. I must put in the work. Let me ask That's you this. Go kind of, kind of, we'll go to two and three in a second. Do you think you had that before you went to the Air Force Academy? Do you think that helped you to develop those things? Where do you think that started? Where do you think that comes from? Yeah, you know, and it's it's developed. I got a 13-year-old now and I'm trying to get him to work harder and stay focused. He's naturally smart. Things come to him pretty easily. I'm like, life's going to kick you in the ass pretty soon, son. You yeah. better learn those habits, right? You better put some sweat equity into things as well. And I learned about that as I became a teenager in sports and competition. I, I grew up with a twin brother. I still have one, my best friend in the world, my identical twin, very competitive. So that was a good thing. People pushing you. It wasn't always a positive way because we beat that guy out of each other too. But this friendly competition, right? Pushing you, I'm naturally competitive. I want to do well. I like others being able to depend on me. That's I great. do. So it was kind of, it was a developed over time. And plus my parents were very demanding, you know, very high expectations and mentally beat us up, you know, an A minus wasn't as good. Why didn't you get an A? I mean, there's a lot of dysfunction there. We all have it. But I had that before going to the academy and then, hey, hanging out with 1,300 of my peers and 4,000 in the whole academy, man, you yeah. learn quickly that you better emulate excellence and be around very sharp people because there's always someone smarter, faster, stronger than you. So yep, that's right. Um, so I'm always about, you know, doing my best to be the best. So commit, 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 put in the damn work and make it happen. And number two is part of that is also having the courage to admit you're wrong to realize that you don't know something. Mm. Understand that on the opposite side of fear is growth, that you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and take some actions and risk losing. Mm. And That's so great. in combat, great, in combat, you know, you know, I was massively claustrophobic, by the way, I almost died scuba diving. I talk about this in some of my speeches and I'm going to mm -hmm. write a book about how I overcame claustrophobia as a fighter pilot, you know, seven hour night combat missions. The enemy missiles were one thing, but imagine being strapped into a tiny jet at 30,000 feet over Iraq, right? Yeah. Pretty crazy. So courage was the impetus to growth and it helped force me into building the most important muscle of dealing with change and adversity, which is resilience. And so when things are tough, you're going to have a choice to pull it back, pull the throttle back and stay paralyzed in the hangar of doubt, or push it up, take off and get airborne, knowing that you're going to face some fears and there's going to be missiles and changes and rejection and failure. And so you've got to be willing to step into that quote unquote danger zone and risk losing because that's where the test of excellence is. And so writing a book, starting a new speech, uh, doing something different in my life, getting married, having a child, starting yeah. a new fitness regime, uh, yoga. I just started yoga and then transcendental meditation. These new disciplines had some risks and rewards, got a little uncomfortable in the process. So it takes some courage to step out of that comfort zone to create new contexts of success. And this is, once again, goes to hanging out with great men like you and others who give me advice on how to be better, you know, cold plunges and diets and then work-life balance, how to be a better spouse, right? Send my friend always says, give your wife little gifts, you know, hide little gifts throughout the, the week and give her random acts of kindness. You know, right. people love that. So that's it. Number one, put the sweat equity and commit. Number two, courageous. And number three is don't be afraid to ask for help. Other folks can coach you 
and mentor you and give you advice and ideas. And when you plant the seed and water it before you need it, the harvest will come and you'll be able to pick from the fruit of that harvest because you already invested the time with people. You don't need to be the top gun. You don't need to be the best in your squadron. Plant the seeds, ask for help, nurture those relationships, say thank you. And uh, eventually when that missile and challenge comes, you'll have a, you're only a mayday call away from a top gun who can give you advice. That's great, Waldo. I really appreciate that depth and the wisdom that you've shared today. And we're going to put your links on the show notes. So for everybody that's listening, if you want to reach out to Waldo, we'll put all of his links on our show notes. Anywhere you listen to this podcast, we'll put his LinkedIn link there as well. Is there anything else that you'd like for people to know about you, about your offerings? You do primarily keynote speaking. You've written Never Fly Solo, which is a great book. I've read that. I'm a fan of that. Anything else that you'd like for people to know about you? Yeah, I'm also an executive coach. You know, like you could see, I love doing, having conversations like this with folks. There was an Air Force Academy grad class of 2008 who reached out via LinkedIn. And then there was one from 2016 that reached out via LinkedIn. And this is just kind of coincidental. They reached out to me for help. They saw my posts on LinkedIn and said, Waldo, we're, we're peers. I see you're pretty successful. I'd love to ask for advice. These were the best phone calls, especially this one yesterday. The guy was a football player. Actually, he was from West Point. I still helped them, although it was a little begrudgingly <laughs> doing it. I'm just kidding. Uh, super sharp guy. I was so impressed. He researched. Yeah. He knew about me. He'd been to my website. I liked his energy. I'm like, hey, look at my LinkedIn stuff. You know, if I, I can make an introduction for you, please don't be bashful. We're all peers in the industry. Obviously, I want to help my fellow military folks, but there's others I can help. It's a blessing to be able to do so, but show up prepared and honor that relationship. So, so I love coaching. So if you're an entrepreneur and need executive coaching or you have a team and say, Walter, we want you to kick our butt, give us some hugs and yeah. polite boots in the ass. Hey, I love doing that for small groups and individuals. That's um, great. That's great, Walter. And then I want to give, if you see on the screen, and I'm going to give a, a web link for, for uh, my book was a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's also an audio book. I own the rights. So I'm giving everyone the opportunity to download that via the QR code on the screen or if you go to yourwingman.com forward slash NFS, like never fly solo, you can get the free audio book download. You'll get uh, a five video series on dealing with change and resilience. You'll get to connect with me on LinkedIn and social media. It's a great way to stay in touch. So that's my gift to you as well. And if you know folks who have national sales meetings, your partner, your spouse, your business partner or whatever, who need to hire a high energy obnoxious New York fighter pilot <laughs> with, that, with a good New York accent, then uh, let me know and go to yourwingman.com. That's my website. And I'm all over social media at Waldo Waldman. That's great, Waldo. Thanks for being here today. I'd love to have you back on the show in the future. Let's keep in touch. We could talk forever. I know. Awesome friend. <laughs> it's great being here. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.